ladies and gentlemen, sit back, put your feet up, it's time for the Other Three Amigos podcast, with Declan McCormack, Wayne Mullins and Dan. Three lads, one podcast. Welcome to episode 172 of the Other Three Amigos podcast, your 100% unofficial Cork City Football Club podcast. This week, Dan is away doing international broadcasting things. Decky's had to step into the host shoes, which means Eileen Ring, in a late lineup change, steps in as super sub. While investigating the new Enid Blyton novel, The Case of the Curious Car, we discover that the Guildford Four, the Famous Five, the Birmingham Six, and the Magnificent Seven are all similar groups. We go jacking off with League of Ireland director Mark Scanlon and Cork's most famous son Roy Keane. There's a Bose review, a Tala preview, and much, much more on this week's Tota. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 64, Episode 172 in total of your award-winning podcast in 2022. Lads, it must be nearly time to drop that now from any opening intros, is it? No, never drop. No, no, that's that's on our (laughs) gravestones. Okay, fair enough. It is the Other Three Amigos podcast, your completely 100% unofficial Cork City podcast. We are now on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash toe tap. And please, as always, retweet the pod. It is very important to help us grow. As you might have figured out, this is Decky this week hosting the pod because Dan is off doing successful international broadcaster type things. So when Dan returns, everybody will return to normal. But in the meantime, with Dan not being here, it does mean it's the glorious return of Eileen Ring. Eileen, how are the nerves? Honestly, I don't mind stepping into Wayne's boots because I'm very good at being cranky, but I hope no one expects me to have any stats or anything. <laughs> okay. Can I just clarify when I asked how was the nerves? I didn't mean because you were coming on the podcast. I meant because of the big game on Friday night, but you know. I'm, okay. I'm nervous for ruining way. everyone's Wednesday again, to be honest. <laughs> Not at all. Scotty, different crew, but same mentality, I presume, from you this week. I'm a very angry man today. I'm actually the most angry I've been in, in 160, 72 episodes. I'm fit to kill someone. Lads, this could so, be good. This could no, be I'm good. Not, I'm, no, I'm going to be calm and collected in this podcast. Nah. I, I have the hosting duties now. I'll do my best to uh, not make that possible for you, but we'll see how we go. As always, can you promote our podcast sponsor, please? I was just doing it. You just took oh, okay. the words out of my mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, I was just about to say NordVPN are once again sponsoring this wonderful podcast. A VPN is very important to secure your browsing and privacy. And if you have never tried it, now is the time. Please click on NordVPN.com forward slash Tota. Do it now. Spend 30 seconds on the page. Do it now, I said. Now, do it. Oh, 
no game this week for the 17s or 19s. Both teams have finished their season at this stage. The under-15s finished up their season with a 4-2 defeat to Finn Harps. That game was played in Charleville. And the 2010 development squad went on a tour of the British Midlands where they lost 3-1 to Aston Villa with Kieran McCarthy getting that goal. But they did beat Birmingham City 3-0 with Horgan O'Driscoll and Rickson getting those goals. So, I mean, reminiscent of the trip to Portugal last year where the academy won one game and lost one game. But, I mean, I didn't go into the Midlands and beating Birmingham City, Wayne, is a fairly um, notable scalp to take. Yeah, it's like you'd think that those Premier League Championship clubs are a decent youth side. So, to be in Serena is quite impressive. And, like, you think Villa... Similar standard would be of a higher standard. And 3 1s, there's no shame in that whatsoever. Fair play to them. Absolutely. And one other piece of academy news Jaden Uma became the youngest ever player to play for Cork City when he made his debut against Bohemians last Friday night. 15 years, 230 days old. Another I big achievement there, Eileen. So yeah, it's, it's like he's only 15. Like, is, it, is it too young, Eileen? Um, I, I think I said before I, I was giving out when Evan Ferguson was brought on for Bowes but it was proved to be very wrong look I don't think any club is going to throw in a player who's not ready who's not ready physically who's not ready mentally so I don't think it's too young especially at this end of the season and you can see the young lad of Pats is flying as well Like, and I think he was only 15 when he's making their debut clubs aren't stupid and said they're not going to throw in a lad who, who's not capable especially physically because look it's men's football and it's a huge huge step up for them but I actually didn't realise he was as young as he was either, but it's really impressive. Yeah. And finally, do you? What's what's your base at on it, Scott? I just think 15, I know it's only like 135 days to being 16, but I think 16 should be the minimum. I just don't see why you throw a 15 all into a men's game. I I, don't know. It's just my opinion on it. Um, Again, Ferguson was 14, I believe, which is ridiculous. I know he turned out to be a, a great player, but I don't think you're developed enough by then. Mason Melia, as, as Eileen has said, has played for St. Pat's this year at, at 15 and supposedly has Man City and Chelsea and every club in Europe chasing him. So is there not an adage that if, 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 if you're good enough, you're old enough? Not when you're 14, 15. I think 16, 17, 17, yeah, like 18. But you look at all like the top players who started young, like Michael Owen, Rooney to a, to a point... Like, I just think that if you start young, you're going to end up crashing a bit younger. And there, there is proof, historic proof of that. Loads of players in the past, you know, far a few exceptions, yeah, of course, Messi, you know. But I think with young lads, like as Wayne just said, like they're so built up to a height, like and they're superstars. And as you said, like it's like it's football. Like football fans are fickle. Football itself is fickle, and. It can be a right crash. And as Wayne said, like, yeah, of course, there'll always be exceptions to the rule. But, like, there's an awful lot of horror stories as well with young lads. But instead, I kind of, when I see, I suppose my big thing with Jade Noom is that we're not going to see very much of him. So maybe with him, I don't really understand the, because he's going anyway, is he not? So, like, it's a little bit of a strange one for me that in that case. Whereas, like, with Melia Pats, he's obviously staying there for another while. So I can I can get it to a point. But, yeah, look, I see both sides of the argument. But my main thing would be that I that a club's never putting somebody in who's not physically ready because that, that would be madness. But, but but do you think that like kids at that age, 15, 16, need to be kids as well and not be 
at the stage of development of doing the same things that 24, 25 year olds do, you know, it's happening in all sports. It's even happening in like motor racing and stuff. You're getting these drivers who are far younger than they were years ago. And I just think that if you're 14, 15, 16, you need to also not be having the stress of just be a kid, you know? Yeah, but I think these people are obviously like elite sports people. So like they've probably mm. been intense sports since they're four or five, six. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I agree with you because, of course, kids should be kids. But like I said, I think they're, as you could see, like we've really like every League of Ireland side is really young sides now. So like they're into these habits from young. I suppose my big thing is you're going into a dressing room with men, as you said, 25, 35 year olds, maybe. Mm. And it's, it's a completely different environment from maybe having a crack with your friends in a dressing room. Yeah. Interesting, guys. We might come back to it in a future episode, but for the moment... Tommy Watch with Ivan Drago on the Tommy, other three, three amigos, amigos podcast. Eileen, <laughs> can we start this with you? And just very quickly, the women's senior team, nobody was surprised to hear that the game against Shelburne on Saturday has been moved to Bishopstone. Look, is this a complete sign of disrespect at this stage to the women in Cork City Women's FC or Cork City FC Women's, I should say? Yeah, it is now at this point. Like, we've had 12 home games all season. We've played seven in Turner's Cross. We've played five out of Turner's Cross. Like, it's almost half that we've played out. What's on our license? Is Turner's Cross our home ground on the license? Because, like, I know the FA don't, don't really care, like, but they should care because... For me, and I'm always saying, look, we don't own our own infrastructure, so we're at the hands of another organisation, but the club have to do more. They have to do more for the women's players. That's, it's just, they have to be willing now to stand up and say, this is not good enough. It's not good enough. It's, it's just that straightforward at this point. I get one or two games that can't be avoided, but this is a piss take now at this point. Like, I mean, as I said, we've almost half our games played out of Turner's Grass, and in a licensing agreement, you have to put down your home stadium, and I presume Turner's Grass is our home stadium. It's it's not good enough, like, and just don't just don't pretend that you we, we're going to play there next season because the same thing's going to happen. The weather in this country is not going to be getting any better anytime soon. So, like, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's really frustrating. Like, I think the club have to step in and, and do a little bit more because, like, you have a contract with someone, but like they're only willing to honour it for the men's side. Like, they don't they don't want to honour it for the women's side. Yeah, there's a couple of things there, Wayne. Obviously, we don't know what's in the contract between the MFA and Cork City, you know, as regards paying rent and whether the women's games are are charged rent and all that kind of stuff. But there was an idea that the reason the women play in Turner's Cross is because Bishopstown was deemed not to be of a significant enough standard for them to play in Bishopstown. That decision was made by the FAI. And now when it suits the FAI and they don't want them in Turner's Cross, all of a sudden Bishopstown is up to standard and can be used. It's a little nonsensical, really, is probably the word I'd go with. I think you're being a bit kind, aren't you, with that word? Yeah, yeah but look, I mean... I'm, I'm an outsider, right? I, I don't really pay too much I do pay I listen to the podcast I don't pay too much attention but it's plain for me to see that no one gives a shit from the FA to the MFA to the actual our football club because there's no way that would happen to the men's team no chance Um, and I think there's too many people who don't give a shit and not enough people who do give a shit and no one will convince me otherwise no one no one can text me or ring me or 
meet up with me and say, oh, what we do, no, you don't give a shit. The club don't, the MFA don't, and the FAI don't. And I'd love for someone to bring me and convince me, but I guarantee you not one person can. That's my view. And I'm not even invested in it as much, but I think they deserve better. And I think it's, it is down to the fact that they are women and it's a women's team. And that is the fact. If it was a men's team, I senior team, it wouldn't happen. I love Angry Wayne. I really, not angry. really no, this, love this is fact. Angry like, this Wayne. Is, this is a, there's nothing I'm saying is wrong. Like, And if anyone wants to call me or text me during the week and try and convince me differently, they can. But I'm not even that passionate about it. I just think they deserve respect. And in this day and age, 2023 now, like going into 2024, and this is happening, just leave them up and pitch home next season and stop taking the piss out of them. Just respect them. And say, well, it, it, don't be moving them. Just leave them pitch home. Play there. That can be their home ground. Don't build it up and take it away because that's the worst thing you can do. And I'm not saying this is the club's fault, but we probably could have fought it more. Again, all my opinion. But I think it's classic Irish football, isn't it? Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that can be added to that, to be honest. Don't build respect. it up and it's then just, take it's about it away. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't build it up and then take it away is probably the yeah. message that needs to be. And um, if, if I was Danny Murphy next season, it. I'd pick Bishopstown and refuse to play in Turner's Cross. I would just do it because you know what? Let the, let everyone see why are they playing up in Bishopstown? Oh, it's because it's been taken away from us last season. Put the foot down, stand up for the team, and pick Bishopstown and stick to your guns. That's what I would do. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> it's hard to link out of that into something a little bit softer and milder now, but <laughs> by the time this pod comes out, tickets will have gone on sale for the game on Friday night. There was seemed to be a bit of a delay. They are now on sale. We're the designated away team. We lost the toss. Um obviously they're not as good at jacking off as other uh, as as some of the city fans are, but it's probably better we're the away team. Do you know why? Because when we go to Tallaght, we're used to the away dressing room. The fans are used to the away section. It's just like playing an away game. Whereas Waterford are going into a situation where they haven't been in. So I think it'll help us that we are the away team. That's my, I, th- I think, anyway, that's my view on it. I'd be pushing that. The fact we're used to the away dressing room, the away ground and the whole part. So pretend it's an away game and go and win it. That's interesting because, and it's not something I had thought of until you raised it there, but... There is a little story around Eileen that um, Keith Long is maybe having a bit of a moan privately, not publicly. He might do it publicly before the game about the venue and he fears that it's it's an advantage for us because we've played there twice already this season. So if we can then turn the advantage up more by saying, yeah, look, we're used to the away dressing room, we're used to the away stand, we're used to those away facilities, just rub them up a little bit more. It wouldn't do us any harm, would it? Absolutely not. You take every little inch you can get, really, don't you? Like pre-game and stuff like that. Look, for me, a football pitch is a football pitch once it's grass, obviously. Um, they're all pretty much the same. I think Tala probably suits us. It is a, a wider pitch. And as Wayne said, like, we're used to going up there. We're used to away dressing room. So, like, there's nothing needs to be out of the ordinary on, on Friday. It just needs to be approached as you would a normal game. And maybe I sometimes think, like, a hype around certain games, like, players just get totally freaked and spooked. And I think... The fact that it's somewhere that we go a couple of times a season means that it's a very angry typing. Unreal, isn't it? It's so awesome. It's like she's Jesus hammering Christ. the keyboard, like. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Your poor keyboard. <laughs> so, yeah, no, look, you take every little inch you can get and run with it, and if you can wind up, keep long. 
better again. Absolutely. Owen McCarthy, who's the club's SLO supporter liaison officer, is organising buses. He's some man. He's he's Fair he's been organising the buses for years. Yeah, he's um, a credit to the club and a brilliant SLO. And Owen's contact details were tweeted by the club. If you can't find them, send us a DM. We can send them on to you. I'm just not comfortable with giving somebody's phone number out over, over this because we don't know who's listening or what club they're from. So I don't really want to do that. But look, it is on the clubs. Um, the club did tweet it today, Tuesday. So you should be able to find his contact details. Scotty, the Shamrock Rovers end the season awards party in conjunction with their podcast tales from the east stand is in the yeah. maldron from five o'clock till late on friday night i mean it's, it's time, nothing it? to be yeah it's not but it's nothing to be bothered about is it or you know i mean i think it is to be they're honest. doing their thing do you yeah oh no but they are but all it takes is like a few lads having seven eight ten points a few glasses of wine a few vikas five buses come from cork city five buses <laughs> come from waterford last minute decision Everyone walks up together, hell breaks loose, and Aldi, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying something <laughs> will happen, but I'm saying I'm not, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got I mean, three football think... clubs, you've, you've three football clubs, sets of fans, neither of them are a home team, they're all tanked up on alcohol from an early hour. You know, if something happens. I'm just saying it's just not a good... And I know you can't change a fixture because of this, but at least look into it, you know? Figure something out. I don't know. I think it's stupid, but look. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, to be honest, Eileen, but there is potential, as Wayne says, for three different sets of fans to be in the Maldron at five o'clock, half five, pre-game. It's probably not ideal, to be honest. It's not the five o'clock, it's the ten o'clock, Dickie. Okay, after the game, I think I uh, yeah, I wouldn't be. I I would imagine. I like, don't look, know. I think I yeah. don't think I think everyone you would hope is obviously aware of what's going on and where it's going on now. At this point, it's it's organised. I can't imagine they're going to be leaving City or, or Waterford fans into it. The other thing is like, and I'm not being smart or anything like that. Like, I think it's thirty euro ahead to go to that thing. Like, they're not the Shamrock Rovers fans who are pulling up chairs and turning across. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. Do you know what I mean? That's the reality of it. Like. We think genuine football fans, like I don't think there there shouldn't be. And as I said, I don't like when you're thirty euro a ticket. It's not that it's just this free for all bag of cans out the back of the Maldron. Like do you know what I mean, so you'd hope that it can be pleased well enough when they're aware of it. But um, yeah, look, it's look, football fans can be idiots. Doesn't matter who they support, but just engage your brain if you are from Cork City and don't get involved in stupid shit up in Dublin. Yeah, I definitely couldn't. Have to echo that. Please do not get involved in stupid shit. Absolutely. On the way up, on the way down, with Waterford fans, with Rovers fans. Get back in the bus and celebrate on the way home. Yeah. Absolutely no need for it. Speaking of buses, Wayne, our Friday night match volunteers have been given a free ticket and are being bussed to the game, courtesy of Cork City Football Club and the players. Fantastic. It's a fantastic gesture. It's a fantastic gesture from the club and and should be acknowledged. 100%. 100%. I think it's a great um, idea from the club and it's a great, um, it's just a token gesture and it, 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 it's small for the club. Well, it's costly, but it's a big gesture for the volunteers, even though they do it for nothing, like they do it for their own love of the club, but it's, it's, just, it's just a nice gesture. Fair play. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. 
Um, very quickly, guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you wanted to say Dan's not here tonight, but hopefully he will be in Tala on Friday, probably working for OTB at the game. But if you see Great Dan at station. the game, brilliant, yeah, fantastic. I mean, international broadcasters, all of them have a, a long reach, especially into South Africa. But that's probably a conversation for another day. If you do see Dan at the game, the rugby, the whole thing they had going on in the rugby about South Africa, you know, when we beat them in the group stage and no, yeah. uh, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. I'm the, I'm the only one who knows what's going on in the rugby world. So, is it? Um, okay. If you see Dan at the game, we want you to give Dan a hug. You can define hug as whatever you want it to be yourself. But when you're <laughs> hugging Dan, get a photo and tag toe tap in it. And we want to see as many photos of Dan being hugged there's a wide, wide definition for the word hugged here. Just keep it legal. At the game. On, yeah, at the game. On, well, look, I mean. No, no sexual harassment, you, please. If you want to cork you, you know, that's your own choice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's your own choice. <laughs> that's for Dan to deal with. That's for Dan to deal with. Finally, guys, very quickly, Sligo released nine players. The Portuguese Manuel amongst them. Um, you had Lucas Browning, Johan Branafleck, Frank Livac, mm-hmm. Gary Buckley, Gary Boyle, and Mark Bourne, Daniel Lafferty, Pedro Martello, as as Wayne called him, the Portuguese Manuel, and Robbie Burton. Is there any of those guys that you'd be willing to take at Cork City next season? Take Branafleck and uh, Buckley. Same. Okay. Okay. Same. I think Buckley's off the Galway seems to be the... Um, no. He'll never come back. The, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah don't I don't think he would either. Holding him out of town? There's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> just Donux, was it? Just Donux. Just, it was just Donux. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so okay. I think I think Branifleck is one that most people would take. We have a big need at right back next year. He looked like a good player. Don't know what's gone on at Sligo as to why he's been released, but he has and look... I'm trying to remember. Can any of you remember? Was it Liam Buckley signed him for Sligo Rovers? Not sure. Not sure, yeah. I should have done the research, but look. You should, you should have got some pundits on, Dickie. Yeah. Should have. Speaking, actually, of Liam Buckley, a, a, late, a late one for Tommy Watch hit me via DM. I can't know. I can't hear it, and I we'll don't know why you're saying. Play it, be quiet. It. No, I no, I, I, I play it again. I it, okay, no, play listen, it again. Sh- sh- I'm trying to think play of the again. edits. I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of play the edits. Stop, will you? Stop, will you? Please, I'm trying to think. Play it again. Play I'm trying it one more to think. Play it I... Just play it one more time. I'm gonna keep talking until you play it. I got a late WhatsApp in just a personal WhatsApp from somebody inquiring, and this could turn into remember all the old Enid Blyton, the famous five, or one of those kind of things, you know? The case. I have no idea we are talking about half the time, Decky. I get that one. Ian Blyton, oh. did you ever read the famous five? No, I didn't. Timmy the dog and the rest. Ah, come here. Stop. Timmy the That's dog. 
the rest Who's of Timmy them? the Dog? Timmy the Dog was one of the famous five, wasn't he? Yeah. Not the magnificent four seven, of them, and Timmy the Dog. They're different. Again, there's actually seven of them. There was only five of the famous five. Magnific- yeah. So they get like the Guildford Four anyway. stuff, is it? No, they're children. No, the books, like. <laughs> no, like the Guildford Four, four. the famous Christ. five, are so far, so far Birmingham apart. Six. <laughs> oh, my good God. Right. Moving quickly on. <laughs> I don't know. Can I move quickly on? To be honest with you. Where was I going? Oh, yes. The, the, text, the case of the curious car. Right. So, question is, where is what people don't realize is for some reason I can't hear it. I can't hear it. So, it's not playing for me, it's playing for the two of them, and I have no idea what they're hearing or what they're not hearing. Right. So, Oh my word! Anyway, the, the 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 whole thing. Oh my god! What a shit show! The case of the curious car. Where is the manager's car? That is basically the question that needs to be answered. Because Colin Healy had a manager's car, resigned. Liam Buckley collected that car from Colin Healy and was driving it, but Richie Holland hasn't taken possession of the manager's car. It's a Cooper, so where is isn't it? it? I don't know. Too, I think. Yeah, Aina drives, you know, which is he's absolutely entitled to that. But as I said, the question we becomes... We should give JPMG a call, are we? People are inquiring. Well, one person Who's... was inquiring. <laughs> so but... someone texts you to, to, to stir shit to say, who, who, knowing full well where the car is, but he's asking us to ask where it is. Look, A, we just want to say, and nothing we do on this podcast is aimed at stirring shit. Anything we cover... Our I'm on this podcast stories, and I take a stirring shit. Our, <laughs> our serious <laughs> stories related to Cork City Football Club, right? If people want to know where the manager's car is, I think it's something that needs to be gotten to the bottom of, to be perfectly it's honest with you. As an, andre- an address unknown, Dublin. Address unknown in Dublin, yeah. Okay. Okay. We it's might in, leave it is, there. No, is that for... real? Is it in Dublin? Oh, I have no idea where it is. Are you sure it could be in Bishopstone? <laughs> I can't tell which one of these is stirring and which one isn't. I have no idea about this car. You just said it's in Dublin. I was just winding you up. Does Mick have it? That was a lucky, no, lucky guess. He doesn't have it. I can confirm that he does not have it. Look, I can. <laughs> I believe. I believe that Eileen's guess was a fairly accurate guess. To be honest, but look, we what? Won't, we it's, we might it's, come back. It's to become it next the week. no, no, no. Well, we he's are in, not leaving this conversation in, now. He's insinuating, and I am insinuating. It's no longer a manager's car, but a sporting director's car. Oh, okay. Jeez. Penny drops. Sorry, I'm a bit slow today. Jesus so what we're saying Christ, is, you don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm copping it's on. Normally, me like what's the here? Well, if Richie's manager, should Richie not have the manager's car? He should. He should. What's, he? what's Richie driving? What's Richie driving? <laughs> so we should do. We should email <laughs> JPMG tomorrow, right? And we should say, can we get Richie a car for the final three days of the season? <laughs> so, you know, they would, they would. Okay. We could email JPMG tomorrow. We get a car for Richie until Friday. They're going to hand it back at 11.59 at night. Pick it up in Tarlis. Okay. Enough shit stirring, even though we weren't shit stirring. I think you were. Strike it on. Guys, we played Bows on Friday night. 
like, I mean, Eileen, does this game have any bearing on what's going to happen next Friday night in any no. way, shape or form? No, it was poor. Like, it was really, really poor. I don't think it matters. Obviously, you want to go up there and give a good account to yourself. Ideally, we would like Rory Keating to bang in a hat-trick and get that golden boot. But look, that's football. And we obviously had rotated fairly heavily. And I think we speculated about that last week, about what would he go with? Would he go with that playoff team? And he didn't go with the playoff team. So I said, look, it's, it's, it is what it is. And the goal was always this Friday coming. And I wouldn't be... No, it was soul-destroying watching it, of course. <laughs> but like, once the game was over, I just got over it and moved on, really. Yeah. Scotty, what were your thoughts when you saw the team? What was that initial feeling when you saw it? It was the right idea, I think. I don't want to get maddered. I think he need I, Keating, I wouldn't have played. I can see why he played, because he wanted to get the golden boot. Playing Sam Bailey, I don't see an issue. Like, everyone in hindsight, having go, oh, it shouldn't have happened. But why not, like... It's a dead rubber game. He needed to get players rested. Uh, it just didn't turn out well for for young Sam. Um, yeah, I, I don't see an issue, really. The game didn't matter. It was annoying, of course, like because it's kind of, you have to fear that the same kind of shit turns up. But I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't analyze it too much. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, in a way, it could be a, a good catalyst to push us for the next game. We do have a habit of playing shit, playing good, playing shit, playing good, playing good, you know, kind of thing. So. Um, I'm just glad that there was rumours of something happening at the end of the game. Nothing's developed from it, so I'm guessing it's okay. Because it's Tuesday now, we would have heard by now. You would have got one of those leaks in the club at this stage. So um, (laughs) I think we're fine. So crack on, win the game. And um, like, if we win the game, I'm getting back into the car and going straight home. None of this celebration stuff, because it's just been a shit show. You know? It wouldn't be going over the top if we win on Friday either. No, I look, we've we'll talked about we that. We more to lose than to win, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know, that's fair enough, absolutely. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Just from my own point of view, like Sam Bailey is the first player to play at every level for Cork City Football Club, right from the under-13s through 15s, 17s, 19s, and into the senior team. I hope he's not going to dwell on his debut in Daily Mount Park the other night to be honest I actually thought he quite he played quite well but look I mean the two goals you, you have to stick your leg you have to put your leg at the two of them it's unfortunate they could bounce anywhere Eileen and it's just it's one of those things it's going to be hard for him because obviously at 16 at 17 years of age you don't want your debut to go that way but I hope he knows no Cork City fans are ever going to hold that debut against him in any way shape or form so they're not no and like like you I thought he played quite well as well look obviously at a couple of moments but like he learned from that and like he looked back in a few years and he'd be a better player because of that and like you could see like Richie was straight over to him after the game and that's good management and as you said like it's brilliant to see lads now playing for our senior team that have come the entire way up and through our academy and yeah look I as Wayne said, like I saw people like saying, Oh, he shouldn't have been thrown in, but like when do you put them in so like? And I said he would have learned so much from that, um, a lot more from that game than he would have if if like a five, six deal win against a side that's not touching us. Like he he can see the, the level that he needs to be at, he could see the level that he'll be expected to be at. And yeah, I I said, look, apart from the couple of moments and that's the difference in levels as well, like of underage football to senior football, like 
things will be punished very, very quickly. And look, I think he, he's a lad with a really, really big future, hopefully for us in the next couple of, year, in, in the next couple of years. Yeah, like, I mean, the two goals for the first for the first OG, and it's it's actually hasn't gone down as an OG because Danny Grant's shot was on target anyway. So a lot of the stat sites aren't crediting with that as an OG, even though to me it's an OG every day of the week, but we won't get too caught up in that. But I mean, Danny Grant does two senior players cuts in on his right and gets the shot off. Bailey just throws his foot at it. Like I mean, okay, Sam Bailey's the one credited with the OG, but to me, it's the two senior players outside him who have just left Danny Grant waltz past him and, and, and turn inside and get the shot off that are far more responsible for that goal than Sam Bailey ever will be. Would that be your view as well, Scott, or, or am I being harsh on, on those two players? I, I don't think he's he's to blame for it, to be honest. Like, what's he going to do now? Just stand there and not, not try, you know? Um, I think he looked back in 10 years and look at that game and go, it was the biggest experience of his career and it changed him. I, I, you know, it happens. It happened to Damon Delaney. How old was he? He was in his fucking 50s, was he? Um, <laughs> that, ruined, that ruined his career. So maybe it's going to be, maybe it's going to start Bailey's career, you know? Chin up, crack on and get on with it. Get the players are yeah, you for the week and he gets over it. Yeah, that would be the way. And you'd hope that maybe Damien Delaney, seeing his years, are what is he? Our football advisor to the owner, isn't it? Maybe he picked up the phone and explained to Sam that, look, Sam, even though you scored two OGs, it's still not the worst display by a Coxley centre back <laughs> in Daily One Park in the last 10 years. You know? and, and the lad feels much better after the conversation. So, look, the MVP. Ford went to Oren Crow in his first start since rejoining. Um, well, first league start since rejoining. He picked up 43% of the vote. Jonas with 36, Gordon Walker with 10, and Keen Murphy with 11. So whoever did that put the last two guys in the wrong way around. But that's okay. That's fine. You get over it's that. the way it's on Twitter. <laughs> Penny for your thoughts. Shirt on the wall. Who gives a shit? Dunnocks. Usher promised Europe. Golf in the Algarve, it must be. Billy Dorney is sad, deflated, and worried. Donica Noonan is like, to be care- to be honest, I care more about the fact Sligo went and gave Shamrock a guard of honour than the result. Expected a loss, and it happened. If we win the playoff, we need a serious cash injection to stay up again. Richie's the right man for it, though. Quickly on that way, and Sligo giving the guard of honour. Did it bother you? Do you take any notice of it in any way, shape, or form? Do you know what, right? You're only supposed to give the guard of honour the first game after the Champions. So not only did he go out and do it, did he went over away and did it after the second game. So for me now, I'm no longer calling them Rovers. They are Sligo. And Shamrock Rovers are Shamrock Rovers because they've won the Battle of the Rovers and I'm very, very disappointed in them. But look, if that's what they want to do, they want to be licking up to the proper Rovers, that's fine by me, you know? They put themselves in, the, in their I, own place now, so. Yeah, like, I didn't care. It didn't bother me. This and that. There's no reason why it would bother me. What I found strange was the statement they put out because their fans had been very clear that they didn't want it to happen. And John Russell put his name to the statement where he says, we don't take any notice of what other clubs do. This club is built on respect, blah, blah, blah. We don't take any notice of what other clubs do or what has happened in the past. Now, the reason Sligo Rovers fans were so against it was because Shamrock Rovers did not give them one in the past, in 2013. And here's the manager saying, we don't care about the past. We don't take any notice of the past. To me, that was the biggest FU to Sligo Rovers fans 
in many a year. And I just thought, if he'd just gone and done it, no problem. Why in God's name did he put out the statement which absolutely roiled the shit out of the fan base? And to me, it was it was suicide. And I think John Russell, even though they've said he's in charge for next season, I think two or three defeats early next season and that fan base comes for Russell and they rip him limb for limb. And it will all be because of that statement associated with the Guard of Honour. Why did they do it? Madness. You only do it the first game after the Champions. Well, I'm not sure about that, Scott, to be honest with you. And, and I've, it never, was, heard it of it. I've never heard of a club do it the week after a club do it. No, I've never heard it before that way. Yeah, Shamrock Rovers getting the trophy at home. Look, I mean, I don't know. I don't care. Do we really want to talk about it again? No, right. Okay. You brought it up. Back to the... I did, I did. Well, no, I didn't. It was done at Canoonan, so don't blame me. Oh. I'm only reading it. I'm just like Dan. As, as Damien used to say, I'm just a trained monkey now, kid. I just read what's on the screen. There's no, that's it. Like. It's, it's no issue. Eric Barry, one goal less than last time we played there, so we're improving. Mm. Genuinely worried for next week. Like Eric. We're absolute, yeah, we're absolutely cash, says Sean O'Mahony. There's a fella here, Shreenan. Rarrar. R-H-R-A. What's that? Oh, Richie Holland's Rebel Jeez. Army, is it? Yeah. Thanks for that contribution, Shreenan. FPL loser, mayor of a season, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong, but we get one more chance not to turn it round to pursue our passion in the club, jersey, supporters, and our amazing city. We are the rebels and play with honour to represent Cork and realise what this playoff means to us. Uh, no, I, I, I get FPL loser would be fantasy Premier League. So, like he's right. Rebels, like we do get a chance. Cork. We do get a chance on Friday night to to correct everything that's gone wrong this season. It's just you know, it's just a bit long winded having to read it all out. To be honest with you, very. No, we know it feels like cross decky. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> very simple one here from Cork M. It's just a hashtag usher out. Come here, Timmy Boy. Says I fuck, I fucking despise Boaz. Heads up, we go again next week. Blaz will be much slower moving the ball than the teams we played in this division. We'll stay up yet. That man is clued into what I'm going to say in a minute on the Waterford preview. We Silver Fang 2021 official, whatever that is. I don't know what Silver Fang. Anybody know? I'm the club, but it's official anyway because it says it here. We've been appalling all season. If we do stay up, we don't deserve it. And without a, without a good spend in the close season and better coaching, we'd be already be favourites to be down again next season. Sad but true. There's nothing like looking forward with optimi- optimism, Silver Fang. So keep that optimistic side o- out. Official. And, yeah, official. Sorry. True. Okay. Garrett the boy, Barry. What's the definition of madness? Doing the same thing week in, week out and expecting something different. That's how this season feels. Oh, he's, so true. he's pretty much hit yeah pretty much hitting the nail on the head there to be fair Christ inky ink scoreline flattered bows three poxy goals more worrying was the lack of ideas and attack Bailey will be thinking of the two own goals but both were unlucky actually played fairly well other than that need the team to show up next week good to avoid reds and big injuries Gareth the boy Barry came in a second time <laughs> 
Sligo are a bunch of tossers. I hope they get relegated next season with their guard of dishonor. <laughs> the Donny Ford Ultra Mega Sergeant Platoon. I have no, like, who names a Twitter account with this drivel? But anyway, look, what a bloody waste of seven euro. I could have had a bottle of Aldi Champers for that. And even though I would have just been sick afterwards, at least I'd have enjoyed the experience while it was happening. Fiona C, keep the focus next weekend. Tonight won't be remembered if the playoff is won. LOI Observer, hopefully that's some of their last, <laughs> hopefully that's some of those players' last games ever in a city shirt. Fion K, last one, promised, Europe- promised European football and we're in a relegation playoff. Safe to say, Usher has a lot to answer for. Look, I think rather than getting into the ownership and all that stuff, no, we'll do that next week on what will probably be the last part of the year. So we will sit the... Um... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish you could do that. When I can do that? Oh, yeah. It's just like we're 40 minutes in and there's still the water. No, I mean, she's dying to, to say so, about the ownership. So much. Okay, go on. Eileen, is there something you want to get off your chest? I actually... No, not at all. I actually think like he's not even on the club. He doesn't even own the club a year. Like football fans are bananas. Like I think there's a exactly. lot he's done. He's done very, very wrong. Don't get me wrong, but like you have to give people time. Like cut it, cut it, cut it. You have to give <laughs> yeah. people time. Um, and like he's coming into he's coming to a new industry, so he's learning on his feet. And you just hope that maybe he listens to the right people going forward and learns from yeah. mistakes made this season and push on. But like. I've seen Usher out after a year, like, and I'm far from his biggest fan, like, um, so like, just give it, give it a bit of time. It'll all be alright. I actually agree. Yeah, I actually I, agree too. I'll do a masterful cut there now, where it'll just be Eileen Ring says Dermot <laughs> Usher did an awful lot wrong, and then Scotty comes in and says, "I agree. I actually agree," and then we just move it on. Nobody will know any. Nobody will know any better. You know, everyone deserves time, uh, and everyone deserves to. Um, Redeem mistakes or whatever, not mistakes. What's the word looking for? Um, a shit season. Um, lots of lessons learned from everywhere. So I think, um, like, this is going to change if we get relegated next week. This week. <laughs> I tell you, I'm not, I won't be in the pod it's, next week if we get relegated. I tell you now, because there's, there's so much hanging on this game. Yeah, so much hanging on this game. Look, that's yeah. a good time to kick into halftime, guys. Please listen to our Nord VPN ad at halftime. It's very important that you do. And do click on the link on Twitter and go spend 30 seconds on the site. It helps us a lot if you can. We will be back in the second half with some, you know, jacking off with me. We'll have a Waterford preview. We might dip into the mailbag and we'll see what else will happen in the madness. See you in, what, two and a half minutes or so? This podcast is sponsored by NordVPN. So listen up to the ad and hear what it's all about and get our offer for you. So what is a VPN? Here's the nerd porn. A VPN connection establishes a secure connection between you and the internet. Via the VPN, all your data traffic is routed through an encrypted virtual tunnel. This disguises your IP address when you use the internet, making its location invisible to everyone. Now the geeks have just blown their load. Here's for the normal person. So basically you can browse the net safely. Is that all I hear you ask? Absolutely not. If you think the government is watching you, then fear no more tinfoil hat man. They can't. With NordVPN, what else? Every wanted to watch BBC Player. Or something that's not available in your location. 
With NordVPN, you can watch all the stuff that you want in any location. Netflix Across the World is available so you can access the latest episode of that Mexican soap opera that you've always wanted save money. Other countries can get stuff way cheaper. So jussy pop yourself in a different location and watch the bank balance thank you. And of course, enjoy you time, you dirty man. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash totap to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Guys, thanks for listening to the ad. Thanks for clicking on the link. Thanks for buying a NordVPN subscription. It really helps us out a lot and we're, we're very much indebted to you all for Come doing so. Off, I uh, look, Scotty's mad for a bit of jacking off. I've been jacking off. What else can I do? So once once is enough. Once is enough. Yeah, look, jacking off for the last time this season, obviously. I was in Turner's Cross on Saturday for the Waterford game. It was an unusual experience because we had full media accreditation from the FAI. So I was given access to the much vaunted media room in Turner's Cross. Before I went in there, I was sitting in the stand. Did you cause any hassle? No, no hassle. You see, see, this is the thing. There's no hassle. No. No hassle. No, I Just should say, <laughs> when Cove Ramblers equalised, there was only two people in the media area who jumped out of their seats, started clapping and roaring. Both would have toe-tap connections, but I'm not willing to name either one. But, like, I don't <laughs> class that as causing hassle, to be honest with you. You know, it was just two emotional journalists at the game. Everybody else was very busy typing and doing the match reports and getting all that shit together. I was just live tweeting the game. Match reports, not for me. Not for me. So, yeah, no. But there was no hassle. No. No hassle. I did go down to wish Shane Keegan the best of luck while he was doing his LOI TV interview. So I was hanging over the side. And while I was doing that, Mark Scanlon, who, who is the League of Ireland... Uh, director was there talking to Ivan Bevan, who was on co commentary. And of course, Ivan says, Mark, do you know Declan McCormick from the other Team Movers <laughs> podcast? And he was That's on his phone, he looked story. up under his eyes and just goes, Oh, yeah, I know who he is. All right, you know, which to me was very funny. So I just had a few words with Mark, you know, assured him that his open invitation to appear on the pod anytime <laughs> he wants to is still. It's still live, and he can take advantage you know, of it at any stage. But there must be yeah, some on, email inbox that all these emails from the club and the FA go into that we just don't see, like a dark hole or something. What? No, what? What email? Like I don't know what emails you're talking about. Like no, saying, just... "Yeah, I'll come on your podcast," or saying, "No, I won't come on your podcast." Oh, that kind of come thing. Come here, yeah. lad. Mark Scanlon is never going to reply. I'm yes, pretty sure he would have replied to us. Sort of. <laughs> No, no chance in hell. As I said to him, his open... I, I know we verbally 
the night we won the league last year, he was in Turner's Cross to do the trophy presentation and that, and they were all down. Jonathan Hill was there, do you remember? And we spoke to yeah. him in the Easy Living Suite, and we did invite him on the pod, and he turned a stone on the spot. <laughs> so that's what I was referring to when I spoke to him, that, you know, oh, look, your open invitation is still there. I can comfortably state that I don't think any host of the other three amigos podcast will start any total podcast with the words and this week we're joined by mark scanlon i think <laughs> we, we, we could safely say it won't be happening but he's a nice guy and as i've said previously i have a lot of time for him i think he's done a good job under very very difficult circumstances but knows not the time to get into that following on from a conversation with mark scanlon I then had a conversation with Roy Keane, which was That's way more impressive. Yeah, one of the highlights of my my life. Um no, just a couple of things like what did I say to him? I said, Roy. Because he was about two he was about two feet away from me. I was in the press box, <laughs> but he was sitting in the last seat under the press box. And to be fair to him, when Cove Ramblers equalised, when, when that overhead kick went in, he, he leapt. He could have cleared four rows with the leap he gave, <laughs> you know. He enjoyed that goal. Um, so he was standing up when the game, you know, between the game being over and extra time starting. And he's just there. As I said, he's about two feet away from me. And Shreenan's gone to the jacks. I'm sitting next to Shreenan in the media thing, and I'm the only one there. And it's like, I have to ask him. I'll never forgive myself if I don't. So I just said, Roy. And he had his back to me, but I know he heard me and he did this kind of half turned his head around kind of thing and ignored me. So I said, right, Dick, go again. Like, so second time, <laughs> right. The second time he turns around and he looks and I just go, right, I have to ask you something. And he turned around and the exact words out of his mouth was, you don't have to ask me anything. <laughs> And I went, I went from being like six foot two, six foot three to just crin. I just crumbled. I crumbled <laughs> under the intensity of the man. And I kind of said, I, I, I do really right because if I don't, I will never live with myself. And he just, and he could, he, I could see him like just going, this guy's <laughs> another. Yeah, another dick. Like, you know, like, what does this fool want now? Like, you know. So he's going, so I said, look, right. <laughs> I'm involved in a Cork City podcast that we also cover Cove Ramblers. Is there any chance you'd like you you'd be willing to come on and, and have a chat with us some night? And he said, Tonight, is it? I said, No, 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 not tonight. I said, But look, we do it remotely. We can log you in from England. There's no bother whatsoever, like, if you'd ever like to come on. And he started laughing. And I was like, He's laughing. Christ, like, you know. And it was all it was it was a laugh that he kind of expected a stupid you know, is Mick Richards really that funny or you know, do you still think Mick McCarthy's a prick or something, you know? I think that's the kind of question he was expecting. And he got this one out of left field and he kinda of went started laughing. He goes, Leave it with me. And then I started laughing because to me, leave it with me is the nicest no you could ever get, but you're not getting it. Like <laughs> he's not coming on, like, you know. <laughs> And he, he, he gets what I'm laughing at and he starts laughing. He's laughing. We're both laughing. He goes, no, 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 no. That's not a no. Leave it with me. And I was like, okay, it's not a no. No, I'm getting 
little jiggy, like, you know, it's like, Christ, it's not in all. And, like, Roy Keane would be the king of all guests for me in this podcast, even though Absolutely. he's nothing to do with Cork City or anything. But, like, I mean, if we got Roy Keane on the basis that we could never again do another podcast, I, yeah, no bother. We're talking to Roy Keane and then we're packing it in, no problem whatsoever. Like, you know, he is the most Cork, Cork man I, I, I could ever think of getting on here. Like, you know, so I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, he's laughing. And so I kind of went for it. I was like, well, how we get in touch with you? You know, how how we get in touch with you? And he said the great, he said the greatest thing anybody has ever said to me, honestly. He just said, don't worry about it. If I want to do your podcast, I'll find you and I'll get in touch. <laughs> I just went, no problem, Roy. Thanks very much. And I was laughing. He says, but just remember now, that wasn't the no. And I was about like, we're getting along. We're buddies, like, you know. And I said, Roy, thanks very much. Appreciate that. And he just killed it. No bother. And he turned around. And that was it. And I was like, like, I don't ever expect him. I don't ever expect him to do it. But he might. And then Shreenan comes back and sits down. And I just lean out. I just asked Roy Keane to do the podcast. She was like, you did? You're bollocks. Go away with that. I was like, I did. I swear to God, I did. And he was, I was like, do you think I didn't? Do you know me long enough? Like, do you think I wouldn't ask Roy Keane when he is there two feet away to do the podcast? And Shreedan was like, yeah, of course you did. Yeah, that would be a t- typical decky thing to do. So, look. What are we doing? He's probably never, he's never coming on, but leave it with him. He will get in touch with us if he ever does want to do it. So, look, I mean, I'm holding decky. out hope, guys. I, uh, you were balls like Bengali taker. Do you, do you not think you should get on to him on <laughs> Handsome Bob? Is this his name? And some Bob, yeah, and Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob. I just say, look, can you give me a nudge? Look, leave it with me. Let's not push. Roy's, uh, Roy's a good mate of mine, though, and we got along well. So, look, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave it with him. I'm going to leave it with him. Fair, it's most, um, most, most of the bottle, it's a fair play to you. Yeah. Like, the other thing, just very quickly on Roy, when all the paparazzi were taking the photographs and all that, Roy's there. You know, and I'm here because, like, I'm over him sitting down. So there is no chance in hell that there was any Roy Keane t- photograph taken that my head wasn't in originally. And I have to admit, I'm kind of gutted that they they cut me out of them all. Uh, every Keane, there, every just... Roy Keane photograph that. What photographers were there? Paparazzi. Them, like... Yeah, but if you asked them, I'm sure they could give you an original for your wall. I don't. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I don't know any of them, to be honest with you. But there I was in my big stupid Amsterdam hat with the big bobble on it and the two ear flaps and the two. <laughs> I know what they are. They're like long lines with, oh, with two bobbles on you them. Them down to... the I was wearing it. Yeah, Tante Keane was. Yeah. <laughs> she probably thought she got help us. <laughs> it's like yeah, I never did mention it. Yeah, oh, she got love that the whole with his thing with the two. Yeah, the two. Yeah, here he is, the special guest. <laughs> oh my God! Anyway, Sherlock, what can you do? What can you do? We'll move on to the game. Okay, like we're we're a long way into jacking off now, and I'm nowhere near finished. Um, the game. Look, lads, the game, the game, the game was the game. Eileen, you saw it. I, I wanted to do jacking off before we do the Waterford game because, like, we okay, we won't. We'll get. I'll, I'll ask you in a minute, Eileen, about the game. Look. Not the best of games, quality-wise. But Cove, Cove were in it. Cove were in it. They were there. And an incredible goal by McEvitt when he came on. Overhead kick. 
not quite nowhere near Colin Healy's level of overhead kick, but man, when that ball hit the back of the net, the place went deep. And I genuinely thought they'd go on and win it. And I mean, start of extra time, they've unbelievable chances. Wilson Mawaru has to score. Like, he has to score. You can't miss. The keeper's out of the game. Just roll it into the empty net, and he slaps at it, and it goes wide. And you're going, like, oh, my good Jesus. And then, obviously, 30 seconds before Waterford go ahead, Alec Bourne is in one-on-one with the keeper. Keeper makes a great save. I think Alec Bourne will know he probably has to score there. And if he scores there and it's Cove or 2-1 up, who knows where we are on Friday night or who we're playing. But look, it wasn't. And then finally, there was the interview with Shane Keegan afterwards. I know Shane listens to the pod. He's a big fan. <laughs> Put words in his mouth. But look, yeah, Shane Keegan loves the other three amigos podcast. He's a regular listener. Just want to say thanks, Shane. But Eileen, you were saying after the interview, after listening to it, that if you were a Cove Ramblers fan, you would have significant worries about Shane Keegan not being back in Cove next year. Hang me out to dry anyway with what I said. Thanks, Dick. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, co fans. Um, yeah, just obviously, like, look, I mean, and somebody was asking me a question about, like, would he be linked for the Cork City job? And, like, you have to bear in mind, like, this man has a full time job and, like, his family, he's family and he's based up the country. And it's a huge commitment, like, even though I obviously, of course, getting a few bob for it, it's still a massive commitment. Like, you're, what are you doing with your camera, Dickie? <laughs> don't worry, but just, just, just keep off going. And you're moving your camera. Fucking... It's very disturbing. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just look. I suppose it's probably something maybe they would have expected anyway. And you're in, especially in the first division, you probably go year to year. But given the success he had there, like, and like you could hear him talking about, and he he's a man who's obviously been involved in a lot of dressing rooms. Like him saying that, like it's one of the best dressing rooms he's been involved in. A lot of players say that you'd kind of think, oh, no, I'll definitely stay here like another year next year. And obviously, look, that's not to say he won't. And he said that, but it is something he's kind of has to go away and think about. Um, So, yeah, look, for me, that was kind of, I was like, oh, yeah. But as I said, when you weigh up everything in the big picture of it, it's it's understandable, really. Like, Yeah, like, I mean, to be fair to him, he doesn't need to be that honest. He doesn't need to say that, you know life is hard and the traveling and everything else has to be um, taken into account but he did and I think um, to be fair to him big thanks to Shane for doing the interview he spoke about the possible investment he spoke about how he sees himself next year hopefully he is back in Cove he did say quite openly that he has nobody from Cork City has ever contacted him about the job and he would never expect anybody to do so Anyway, thanks to Shane, and we will move on to the Waterford preview on Friday night. Biggest game of the season. I mean, there's lots to say, and there's nothing to say, because it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, look, it is the biggest game of the season. And I think, I just got an email there, but uh, we're on the East Stand. And there's a singing sections K L N M. I think we need to get as many people up there as possible. And I think we need to treat it as life or death, really. Like and I think um I, I think we'll be fine. I think an early goal. My only worry is that they get a penalty in the first minute or someone gets sent off in the first three or four minutes and it kinda of turns the tie in its head. That's my only worry. And it can happen. One decision and we're down. So we've got to take it very seriously. Uh I think Ronan Collin is a serious threat. Anyone else really that big? Odo was quite good. I don't know. Um, 
I think we go 4-3-3 or 4-4-2. The back four is going to stay as it is and we just try and go up there and win the game. Like It's going to be, it's not going to be a game of like talent and football. It's going to be a game of who wants it more. I think every game this season is out the window and I think losing last week could be a good thing. It could be a catalyst to get us to win the game. We're in the way dressing room. We're in the way stand. Just go and win the game. It's simple, really. Isn't that right, Eileen? Yeah, absolutely. Like, as you just said, I don't think it's going to be come down to footballing ability. It's probably come down to kind of great determination and just that that desire to win. Um, and you'd be hoping that, like, Richie and his background team are, are driving that in. And, like, I suppose to the other side, as you said, like, you want to stack out the singing section, absolutely, like, and everyone be really vocal. But, like... <laughs> as someone who tends to be can be fairly negative about Cork City myself, like it's a week now where like it doesn't matter what you think about the owner, if you think the manager is this or you think this fella can't kick a ball or you think the kit man's a bollocks, like all of that has to be parked now for the week. Is he? Like <laughs> allegedly. Um <laughs> like that has to be parked now and like you just have to get behind that team for ninety minutes. If there's like mistakes will happen in football games. There's no footballer going out onto the pitch to try to play badly. Like if fella makes a mistake, there's no need to start, oh, do you know what I mean? Collectively as a crowd, because mm. it, it pulls the team down just for 90 minutes be positive and afterwards we can return to being bitter bitter twisted football fans but yeah, just for that 90 exactly. minutes I think just drive it on and then we can return to to type I suppose essentially that's it we just all group together and win the game and that's simple as fuck that and get home safely and just enjoy the off season and just get away from Cork City for three months well like that's that's easy to say get <laughs> away and <laughs> Leave him, leave him alone, and the rest of it. But I mean, that's not the way the game is going to go, is it? Like, I mean, if if players make mistakes, that the, then fans are going to get on their back. It is going to be the most intense game of football of the season, and I think that's something they need to get their heads around. They need they need to see that coming from the players. The players <laughs> almost need to inspire the fans. I think, Scotty, who starts the game? What team are you putting out? <sighs> Best team, best eleven. <laughs> I'm going for I'm going four four two, and I'm putting um, I'm doing what we did against UCD. And I'm putting O'Brien Whitmarsh if fit behind Keating. Uh, if he's not fit, I would actually put Barry Coffee. I know I would put Barry Coffee, and I don't even don't make that face, Dicky. I would put Dyke Steele. We're going to play Baldrick because I don't fancy another half hour in this podcast. Who else is in the middle? Kravchuk, Warman. Who am I missing? Um, bags over one side. Bags the over. Are you playing Warman? No, I've got Warman. See, I got Warman in the team instead. Um, do you play Bags in? Hope we get a long yeah. throw and hopefully we might score one of them eventually. What is it not? <laughs> can we talk? What is that? Can we talk? What is actually is Bagsy throw-ins? <laughs> Have we actually scored one from his throw-ins? No, I, know, the... I, I love Barry. I think he's the, the reincarnation of Billy Woods. But we've had about forty of these throw-ins, and not one of them we scored from. I don't think. I think the last time we scored from a long throw-in was Stephen Beatty in the FA Cup final. Genuinely. There we go. Mm. But Friday's the night. I feel Ooh, it. Oh, yes. Bargary starts. Oh, Bagsy behind Keating. A winger behind the front man. Could that work? Joe O'Brien is... Okay, so if Joe O'Brien isn't fit, where well, I think we... like This is the thing, Eileen. Joe O'Brien is a concern... Kevin Kostovic is a big concern. Kravchuk came off the other night. Now, I know Richie said after the game that he didn't have any injury concerns going forward, so we have to take him at his word. 
But managers are liars. Richie doesn't lie. Fravchuk was holding his hamstring coming off, so there there could be issues there. So look, I mean, Eileen, what's your team? How do you see it going? What do we? How do we go about it? Yeah, I kind of think uh, similar to Wayne. I think the four four two away to UCD was good. Look, obviously, look, we don't know who's fit and who's not. As you said, like Richie says, Kravchuk is okay, but like you, I thought when you see a fella holding his hamstring, like Ugh, like your Josh Owen had was gone off, had gone off with a knock as well as that against Shamrock Rovers. Like, so there definitely is a couple carrying knocks, so it's hard to kind of predict. It's just the interesting one for me is like the goalkeeping situation as well because I thought whoever he started Friday night and then obviously you could see it a lot of goals so does that maybe bring Brooks back into the into the mix but I think yeah UCD away is what I'd be looking at but again like we're speculating because we don't know who's fit and who's not especially the way the Bowls game went like if you start your playoff team or your full strength team or what we deem to be your full strength team it's kind of easier to predict but um, I think as close as to UCD is what you can see but I'd, I'd start Brooks actually as well ahead of um, Byrne. I, I think he's more assured. I think he's calmer. I think he's he looks a better keeper in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with Wayne here. I said last week that I was in the in the, the Byrne camp, but no, I'm got, I switched to Brooks because I'll be honest with you, all the time wasting and the nonsense that was going on last Friday night was driving me off my head. So no, I'm starting Brooks. So I think the team Richie wants to start is. Kustovic right back, Kian Coleman, Jonas, Josh left back, Bagsy right, Kravchuk, Bulger, Warman, Joe Bryan in the 10 behind, and obviously Keaton up front. I think that's the yeah, team we all agree the same one, so. play, But how many of that team is, like, as we said, Kustovic seems to be an issue. Is Kravchuk an issue? Is Joe Bryan fit? Can you start Joe Bryan, Scott? And somebody actually you start, asked you start, you start your best team. You start your best team, you can bring him on. You can take him off if you need to. You start your best team. You've got five subs. Gone are the days we can't risk someone because you've you five subs. Bring, bring him off for 20 minutes if he, if he can't cope. If they're fit enough to be on the bench, they're fit enough to start. Yeah. He hasn't played for three weeks, but you guys are still of the opinion that you start them and see how much you can get out of him. Yeah. yeah. That's why we don't know. Yeah. Okay, look, Eileen, anything you saw from Waterford at the weekend against Cove frighten you? No, like I do think their front three are lively, but um, someone said, and I, I know you, you've spoke about it as well, Deck, like I, they don't move the ball as fast as what um, Premier Division sides do. So I just think we have to be disciplined um, when it comes to mm. just getting back in shape if we are pushing on a bit, because the front three are, they do have an awful lot of pace. And look, we've obviously all spoke, spoke about Roland Collin, like he scores goals for fun. And he's done that in the Premier Division as well. So it's not that like he's just doing this at a lower level. Um, he's a proven goal scorer in most places he's been. So like he, we do have to watch him. Like, Yeah. Yeah, look, I have, and I did a piece today and I put it online. I didn't get into it in too detail, but I do think they don't move the ball very quickly. And it was it was something somebody pointed out to me when I was down in Cove at the Ramblers game to watch for it and how that they allow opposition to get back in and get, get their defensive structures in place. They allow that to happen 95% of the time or so. So look, I'd be hopeful that... We can, we can, we can, we can take them. I think we're the better side. Scotty, do you believe we're the better side? Do you, do you buy into that whole that uh, they're coming our, out of our a poor first division? Consistency. consistency is our biggest issue. We can beat a team one, two, three nil, and then lose four nil the next week. 
And I don't know, is that down to concentration? Is it down to... It's like you go one and down and you kind of not give up, but you're kind of going, oh, here we go again. And I think that's a major issue and it's a massive flaw we've had all season. But we also have a... Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried too much, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we lost 1-0. You know? Yeah, and if we do lose 1-0, like... I'm just going to come home. Right? I'm going to drive home. I'm going to sit in the front room. I'm going to open a bottle of vodka. And I'm going to just watch the carnage on the forum because it's going to be fucking biblical. <laughs> and I won't even post a thing. What's, like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean watch the carnage on the forum? By the time you're after driving home... Every oh, yeah, kind like, of carnage you could ever imagine will have taken place on our social media accounts because the Shamrock Rovers boys are sitting and waiting. They are waiting they for us to be relegated in Tala. And there are going to be thousands of them come for our social media accounts. And we know it. That's fine. And if Here. they do, they That's do. perfectly fine. We went for That's them. We, we went at them last week. I'm telling you now, they took it very well. I know you, you're always mocking my love with Shamrock Rovers, right? Because I think they're a proper club. But they could have gone to town on us. They didn't. Other clubs would have. They took it very well. It's football. Like you have to take it. We were all able to give it out, and you have to be able to take it as well. It's certain the nature clubs of don't. It. Certain clubs. Do. I know, certain, but you're, last certain, season, certain city fans don't either. Like, so it's the nature of it. Oh, you yeah, give it out, you have to, be able to it. take it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's a bit yeah. of crap. I mean, take it if, if they give if they come at us and we get relegated. Do you know what? Just take it. What, what comeback do we have? We've none. <laughs> We, yeah, we have none. We have absolutely nothing we can come back with. One one last question in this game, so we'll move on. And, 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 uh, I gave my opinion on the piece I wrote today, so if people want to go to the website and check that out, they can. Scotty, is this a bigger game long-term, not in the short-term, long-term? Is this a bigger game for Cork City or Waterford? Because if, like, if Waterford That's don't win this, they'll be in the... T- They'd be their third year in the first division. I mean, is there a chance their ownership goes? You know, they they don't they they maybe drop back to part time and it becomes a ten team part time division next year. I I I felt that it's a much bigger game for them than it is for us. Well, I suppose they're they're kind of in isolation, really, aren't they? Um. Yeah. I mean, have said that they are stuck in the prison of the first division. You know. And the thing is, can they get themselves out of it, Scott? You know, I mean, can they get themselves out of it, or is it would a third year in there be a fatal blow for them? Um, I don't see. It. They're not a massive club. We're like we are. We're top three clubs in Ireland. I would say potentially, and we are like it's simple as there's ourselves. Shamrock Rovers and Derry, they're the three big, biggest clubs in the country. On the, Linfield would be the, on the island. Top four would be Linfield, us, Rovers and Derry. So I think it would be a massive blow for us. I think we'd lose a lot of ground next season. Like, we're so far okay. behind now already. We go down again, we're two years behind again. It's too much. Yeah. This is It's a huge game. Yeah. But like, yeah, we'd be fine. We'd be fine. Will we, Eileen? Will we be fine? Yeah, no, we'll be fine. Look, obviously a one-off game. I do think we're a better side, but um, a one-off game, you never know. Like, But I, I think if we show up and we play to our potential, like, we are a better side. Like, So um, we have to get it done. 
it's as simple as like I know you're asking is it a bigger game for Cork City or Waterford it's a bigger game for Cork City because I don't care about Waterford so in my mind it's a bigger game for Cork City but obviously for Waterford they don't think it's a bigger game for them but like you look a one-off game you're always kind of that little bit wary but um, I do think we have enough I could be manically depressed on Friday night but hopefully not Okay prediction time Eileen do we win it and if so how, when, is it extra time, is it penalties, is it a handy 3 or 4 nil win? Yeah, 3-1 City, uh, 2 for Rory Keating and 1 for Aaron Bolger where he goes over and points at Wayne and the stand. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Scotty, how do you see it going? I think we're a 4 nil, four nil or f- it'll be 4-0 or 4-1, they, they might score in the last minute as a consolation where we're all celebrating and Hugging Aaron Bolger and stuff, but I, I, one day I meant to say I would actually start Gordon Walker. Do you know that? I'd start with a bit of pace at fullback. We need to attack the game. We need to attack the game. We're not defend, playing defensive, so I would start. Him I right actually back. think we are. I think we will. I think like we did in the cup game. I think we'll allow them to have the ball, believing they can't that that they can't hurt us, and we'll we'll ping them on the counter. I think we'll ping them on the so counter. So what you're saying, so is I, the weakest part of our team is our defence. The strongest part of their team is our attack, and you think we should let them on top of us? I don't necessarily agree with either of those things. Well, yes, offensively, the strongest the strongest part of their game is their attack, is in Ronan Collin and young Romeo, who plays the 10, but look... I think we can we can handle him without too much bother. Playing a first division side, I'm not that concerned about our defensive, especially a side who moves the ball slowly and allows you to get your structures in place. So we did it in the cup. No, was that because we went ahead early and it worked out that way, or was it the actual game plan? I don't know, but I do think there is a possibility that we sit in, allow them to have the ball, and and and, and catch them on the break or try catch them on the break. Okay. Okay. I also think we'll win the game, but I don't think we'll beat them. I think it could well be a 1 0, but I do think we'll win the game. Right. Now that we're now safely ensconced in the first, or sorry. Oh, what a nightmare that would be. Now that we're safely ensconced in the Premier Division for next year, let's have a quick dip into the mailbag. And see. Quick now, Decky. Scott Buckley's looking for a moment to appreciate Marv's work on the buses. We did mention that earlier and we did do it already, but yeah, fair play to Marv. Billy Dorney, without seeking professional help, is there any formula to wean me off Cork City Football Club? Even for a night? I went no. through less trouble with a divorce. They've got me a great grandfather to be effing employed at every Friday night. Please don't make me do it next Friday night. Love you. We love you, f***ers. Referencing, or in reference to Dermot Usher, thank you, says Billy. I don't think there was any, well, there was a question there. Is there any formula to wean him off CCFC? No. No. It's not like, it's, there's not, it just gets into you. And that, uh, Donica Noonan wants to know, if we win, how do we go about making sure this shit show doesn't happen again? And if we lose, Le- what? happens then listen to people and we go to Mount Hawk Park 
<laughs> yeah, if we lose, we go to Mount Talk Park. That's about the size. Finaldo says, I have the fear, lads. Pure and simple. How the hell do we get ourselves out of this massive hole? Before you answer that, can I also say, I also have the fear. I haven't had the fear in years. But I have no, the fear. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Win a game, onwards and upwards. Like, look, look, okay, what happens? We win the game, everyone's happy, we go home. We lose the game, everyone's really f***ing annoyed, and that night will be amazing on social media. <laughs> you kind of want both things to happen. You're big you know in, <laughs> yeah, you're big into carnage on social media. That's the vibe I'm getting. There's another one wrote, the buses for Marv, rounds of applause for Marv. Yeah, is Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh available? Scott, do you know if he's available or not? Who? Joe O'Brien, is he available? Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh? I heard nothing against it. He's not. I presumed you'd be the inside line with your leaks. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I haven't heard anything. I didn't ask. I have to say, maybe I probably should have. But maybe ask Eileen, your leak and then didn't tell us. Hear any whispers? No, I haven't heard anything. Do we know yeah. if um, with Honahan and all them, are they okay? I think Time so. I think Josh is okay. Time will tell. I think Josh is okay. Kevin Kustovich is a big question mark. We know that. There's a big question mark over Kevin Kustovich, which will be a disaster. And then finally from the mailbag, Tony Crone says, given all the events since, would FC Kobe, who is Scotty, update any of these answers? And he has posted an interview with Wayne Mullins, which was done by Paul Dorery in the fan zone. A number of years that ago. That must have been 15 years ago, I'd say. 20, I'd say. Was it? Yeah. Eamon Zaid is mentioned. Yes, Eamon Zaid was the player you were looking for to sign. Interesting. Interesting. We will look. That's online. That's Let's on go our, over next episode. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's there anyway, online, in the questions under the mailbag. Guys, that's it. Oh, sorry. There was one other... It came in via DM, so I can't say who it was from, but it was looking for either Wayne or myself to do a big rousing speech to get everybody up for the game on Friday night. It's like, no. No. Do you know what? Listen, listen, listen myself and Eileen will, will, will fuck off, and you can just stay on here and do your little rousing speech. And then you're <laughs> no, but there's no, there's no need to give a rousing speech. There's nothing, there's nothing to say. The fans know no, what it is. No one listen. The club the fans don't listen to us, so what's the point? Yeah, the fans, the fans know, the fans understand exactly what this game is about. And if the players don't, and the players need a rousing speech to be given, then, well, then we're beaten, then we're beaten before we ever head into Tala. Like, so I actually I, I, believe it's one game, there's no need for rousing speeches. It's I've done. got tweets it's in my dusted. draft ready to go, like at 10pm for night. <laughs> He's preempting <laughs> all scenarios with draft tweets. So you could just ping him at quarter to ten on Friday night. <laughs> Christ almighty. Um I'll be driving so I can't tweet and drive, so I'll tweet them, I'll drive, I'll stop then in Erlingford or somewhere and I'll check my tweets and see what <laughs> Carnage is. <in. laughs> yeah, junction fourteen. We'll all be in junction fourteen and then Castle again, I suppose, on the way down. Okay, guys, like on that note, is there anything you do want to say? to listeners we know the club don't listen we know the players don't listen well, I was going to say we know the management don't listen but mm. so is there anything you do want to say before we finish 4 2 get the ball in the box simple bit of pride in the crest onwards that's what it's about isn't it 
probably in the yeah. past. As I said, the players don't. If the players need a rousing speech to be given, then we're beaten before we start. But you know, bit of pride in the jersey, bit of professional pride. We know players may not be here next year. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Last call, come on. <laughs> I cannot lose this game. Okay, Scotty. Scotty is more important things to do, people. Than I do as um, well. My dog is podcast, so. Okay, Eileen's dog needs a wee. Scotty has more tweets to draft in intense in in, in anticipation like. of what may or may not happen yeah. on Friday night. So look, guys, if we win, if we win, I'll, the most I'll read about next week. <laughs> okay, brilliant. It is the most <laughs> important game, not just of the season, probably in the last five years or so. So look, let's get the tally, get behind the team, get behind the club. <laughs> You're like what a fellow who goes off to the house and he won't f- leave. <laughs> <laughs> adios. Right, adios. okay, guys. On that note, adios. 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 <laughs> the other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.